Welcome, everybody, to Racetech Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. This is where we highlight some of the uh, true heroes of the sport each and every week, or most weeks anyways, and uh, try to give you people an idea of uh, some of the sacrifices that these guys go through uh, to to line up each and every week and some of the money they spent and money they're making. And uh, whether it's Brandon Shear that we did a couple weeks ago, um, Jesse Wentland we've talked to, Alex Ray and Kate Clayson, of course, uh, a number of guys. Uh, check them out, all the archives under the Steve Mathis Show. And uh, lots, of, lots of interesting stories for these guys, for sure. Austin Koba and Morgan Berger talking about uh, interaction with factory riders is always a good one, too. So, uh, yeah, we've done plenty of these. Check them out. And uh, thanks to Racetech for making these things happen. Happen, by the way, in case you didn't know, they've got an engine program going on at Racetech, and it's working well right now. And of course, they're known for suspension. Since 1984, they've been breaking through the limitations of the OEM designs. Racetech specializes in high-performance suspension parts, service, and setups, modifying the stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Racetech. And there's a ton of privateers that use Racetech, everybody. And uh, mention Pulpamex 17 to get a special listener discount on anything you need from the folks at Racetech. Great guys, super smart. Rob and everybody down there really working well, uh, motors and suspension. And uh, yeah, we're happy to have them on board. So, with me on the line to talk privateer Iden Life is a guy who probably doesn't give a shit that he's a privateer. He's Cody Gilmore. What's up, Cody? How are you, man? Oh, pretty good, dude. Just hanging out, uh, enjoying the summer. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and uh, enjoying everything. Um, uh, how is Denny Stevenson, our buddy Denny? What's going on with Debo? Uh, Denny's Denny. So, uh, okay. No one, no one really knows what he's doing, but he is <laughs> making decks, um, and uh, that's about it. Okay, I don't know what Denny's doing. He, uh, he, ra- I think he rode twice this year, and they're uh-huh. both at races. Uh, the second time, I he crashed through the whoops, right. which I don't know why he keeps crashing through whoops because he's the king of whoops. <laughs> but um, yeah, he crashed, and I think he knocked himself silly a little bit, maybe, and. Uh, didn't ride since, and I don't think he's plans on riding again. So uh, no. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's Denny. Yeah, it's Denny. Um, before we get into your story and promotion, promotion of races and Supercross for you and your injuries and your plans and all that kind of stuff. Uh, when you saw Debo ride either last summer or this summer, a little bit, are there glimpses of the '90 Supercross champion buried in there? It's definitely hidden in there somewhere. <laughs> it's there sure. though. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't think the intensity is probably there. Um, other than that, I think he's he's uh, definitely the riding style doesn't go anywhere. He's still smooth. Really, he's huh? Still, yeah, yeah. You can tell. Kill it. Yep, Elbows yep. are still the exact same thing. He still looks like Denny. Right. Just maybe the intensity definitely ain't there. But right. maybe maybe because there ain't um, Miss Arena Cross that he has to try winning for or something, you know, but you know, <laughs> right. there ain't no dash for caches either. Yeah. So Oh man. So maybe uh maybe if we could get some hot hot thirty second board girls for some of the races, then maybe he'll step it up a little bit. Right, right. Um hey, so I'm interested in knowing more about like we had you on the pulp show a couple times and Danny's talked about you. Uh, you're promoting races uh in your hometown, but like so, do you own the track? Do you just promote it? How does that go? And what got you into it? And what 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 are you doing, Gilmore? How does that work? Yeah, it's I I don't own the track. Don't do anything like that. Pretty much, um, I would say it's more of a stepping stone into promoting, kind okay. of. Which it's promoting, but it definitely ain't. Um, I'd say my job is pretty easy in that part. Just kind of getting into it, as in a, a partner that does 
um, run a track here in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, came to me and asked if I'd be interested in maybe like putting my name on a series or something like that. Okay. Where kind of like, you know, James Stewart has his race in the springtime, and sure. I think Davey has one now or something. Just something like that, kind mm-hmm. of, because they're more amateur races, I guess, are starting to do that. And they asked me if I'd be interested in that, and I, I mean, I definitely am. Um, I'm interested in really anything at this point, just as like the careers kind of, or whatever you'd call it, uh, winding down for me isn't racing a lot. So uh, mm-hmm. just trying to kind of step into something that I enjoy still. But okay. um, so pretty much it's just we started we started a series, and I told them that if I was going to be a part of it, I kind of wanted to be more hands on and. Um, and be 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 you know be part of the deal instead of just having my name on it yeah. you know so yep. we pretty much went in 50-50 on the deal and I told them you know I want to be interested in helping getting some of my sponsors supporting it just everything you know so we kind of went in together and put together pretty much as in we put together a regional series in the midwest of not just like the local state or anything we tried finding the best tracks around within mm-hmm. like six hours of Omaha, Nebraska, and then um, went to them and see if they would be interested in being a part of the series pretty much. So, okay. so that's where we're at. We have eight races. Um, we have big pro purses in all of them. Some of them, uh, the 50 CC entries, they get to go for free at some of just different things that I think need to help to get the sport going and get okay. people into it and interested and stuff like that. So yeah, pretty much. We put together the series and we bring the series to a track, but the track promoter still mm-hmm. still does most of their stuff and everything. So, okay. uh, so yeah, it's kind of a stepping stone for sure. But yeah, it's last year was the first year. This year it's it's bigger. We have a OEM contingency this year, and Motosport.com stepped up big last year just for the first year first year to do it, and they're back on board this year, which is awesome for us. So it's definitely moving in the right direction, which is cool. And uh, I feel like just giving all the series around here, people like to follow a series, but as long as we don't have that many races in it and um, we go to cool tracks, I think it's different um, to where, to where uh, people will still drive. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just wanted it to be different, not a regular local little series, you know? So, I mean, it's going good. And, uh, yeah, it's, you, it's kind of fun. It's 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 cool to be on the other side of things for yeah, sure. Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Except for when people are complaining to you about stuff, but maybe other than uh, that, it's good. Hey, maybe the next time you yell at Prater, Dave Prater at Feld, you'll have a better appreciation, Cody. <laughs> you definitely do look at it from the other side. I did a few times, but still, it's it's just way easier to blame someone. It so is. When people come and people come and complain. Sometimes you just laugh and and agree with them. I guess. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I was just up in Canada after Redbud visiting uh family and friends and I was talking to my buddy who's still, you know, the weekend warrior racer guy, right? And, yep. and and our series up there and I've been gone for twenty years, so you know, it was a lot when I was there it was a hundred and seventy guys and, and we raced, you know, every weekend in the summer. So now this series has grown. The big series has grown to the fact to the point where you have to stay in a hotel on a Saturday night because you start balls early Sunday. You go all day Sunday. You get four laps. There's 18 million classes, and there's a lot of people there, which is great for the health of the sport. But my buddy was telling me more and more people are going to this other, like this old-timer series that still has young people classes, but it's it's more time on the track. It's less people. Uh, it's more leisure. You can be done by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and that 
to me is the ultimate uh, paradox of a race series. Like, like you get so big and so popular that people are like, this is too much effort. I don't want to be gone on a Sunday, 12, 14 hours and, and, you know, and not get any track time. And then now you see this other series kind of thriving. You know what I mean? There's a balance there for promoters. Yeah. I think it's the main thing is people where we're from, no one wants to race just because it's so much easier just to go to a practice day and ride as much as they want for an mm-hmm. hour or two and then go home. Yeah. You know, like people just don't like racing like they once did. I feel or like when I first started racing in the early nineties and I was on fifties, but it still was just a lot different. I think people enjoyed racing more back then. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's definitely, I mean, you gotta, you gotta get people track time and uh, like, that's, you know, what yeah. people don't like, it seems, is having to sit around all day just to ride once or twice, mm-hmm. you know? So, but at the same time, you got to have the classes that people can race and race multiple times. So there's definitely a happy medium for sure. And uh, I don't know, with our series, that's what we, we just always made sure, like when we started the thing, that we weren't going to have no more than eight races, but no right. less than six, just yeah, yeah. spread out from the spring through the winter because I don't, um, really want people having to chase something every single weekend anyways, right. you know? So ours is kind of like a once a month deal. And, uh, I think that's kind of, kind of cool for some stuff, but you know, different people might like to race every yeah. weekend. So it's just kind of, right. you know, it's kind of whatever you're shooting for, whatever you like, but there's definitely happy mediums for sure. All right. Let's talk a little bit of supercross. How's your injuries? What race was that, that you crashed at, uh, Toronto? No. Now it's St. Louis. St. Louis. Um, yeah. How you doing? How's the recovery, man? It was it was, a, it was an I'm ugly good. one. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was kind of slow at first, um, but definitely doing good. I'm all healed up now. I haven't rode yet, but um, all healed up, and just still trying in uh, physical therapy, trying to get my neck straightened out. And uh, just after being in a brace for six, eight weeks, it starts to get pretty stiff. And uh, and my neck was kind of already screwed up from stuff before that. Okay. So, I've always had problems with my neck, and, um, yeah, I just managed to kind of get a little crazy on that start there and went down <laughs> and ended up ended up breaking my C3, C7, and T1 in my neck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that was definitely definitely interesting for sure. Um, Dude, yeah, then, doing good. And then last year, and, uh, last year you weeded yourself too. I know. It's, it's been a bad, uh, right? bad, bad run for me lately, so I don't know. It's... Last year, I ended up breaking my jaw and had my jaw wired shut for six weeks, which that was a super weird crash, too. The last two injuries have been kind of weird and uh-huh. dumb, dumb. You know, nothing, like, crazy like you'd think you're going to get hurt on. Mm-hmm. But um, just kind of dumb and not too pumped on having injuries be, like, above my neck for the last no. two in- no. pretty big injuries. So, uh, and that's kind of one thing I've always been like, man, I, I just don't want to break my neck or back. And then you finally do it, and you're like, oh, man, you're an idiot, you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But, um, you know, at the same time, what do you do, I guess, yeah, you know. No. So, so yeah. Um, but, yeah, my neck's kind of always been when I had cancer back um, in 2005. I was diagnosed with cancer, and mm-hmm. I had uh, the tumor was actually pressing against my spinal cord, and that was like, in my upper back, yeah, pretty clo- lower neck too. So, I think part of the reason was that that spot. For one, I have like some piece of the bone missing out of there. Like there's little wings on the back of your spine. Mm-hmm. Um, them are gone on that part of my on, of my spine just from when they had to get in there and take the tumor out. Part of it, uh-huh. that part went out, and then uh, 
that, that part of my neck and back's been radiated too. Oh, okay. um, from when I had radiation, so that kind of like weakens the bone and stuff. And I've already, I've always known that that spot's going to be a little more weak on myself. So um, I guess I finally yeah. finally had a crash at it. It, it showed, I guess. But um, yeah. Um, so are you planning on heading west again and racing eighteen, or what? What do you think? I mean, look, it's July. You've gone on a bike, but you don't need a ton of time to you know start racing again. What's the plans? Uh, or is this it? Yeah. I got to be honest with you. I don't really know right now. Really? Okay. And, uh, right. I'm, I'm gonna kind of leave it up. I'm I'm definitely gonna race uh, a race or two, whether it be Monster Cup, whether it be Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I don't want to go out on uh, a broken yeah. neck. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, for so, sure. Absolutely. So I'm definitely gonna do another race. It's just if it's the full series again, which I highly doubt it will be. Um, then who knows? But I, I haven't decided yet. I haven't. It kind of depends on sponsor stuff, how I'm feeling on the bike. And mm-hmm. even last year, um, I didn't really have much support, and it's it's getting tougher and tougher. It seems like. And then, I, at with two weeks to Anaheim, I wasn't racing. Like I wasn't planning on racing. I with two weeks to go to Anaheim, I've rode one time in two months since Monster Cup, and <laughs> all I did is I went to Glamis with. <laughs> Um, some freestylers and hung out and uh, right. on Halloween. So, and then I didn't ride again. So, oh boy, um, Chris Riesenberg from Race Tech ended up, which I've I've always had my main sponsors um, from like my Yankton Motorsports with bikes. I have mm-hmm. bikes. I have all my you know gear companies, all that stuff. Yeah, all good. But it still takes oh yeah at least a few thousand dollars to get started. And if I didn't have the cash to get going, I just wasn't going to do it. But Pretty much two weeks ago till Anaheim, um, a sponsor came through and helped out. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're going racing. So original plans was I wasn't going to race the first few races because I just wanted some time to get ready and get back into it. But I was already in California, so Anaheim rolled around. And it was like three days to go, and I <laughs> sent Jane a message from AMA, and I'm like, hey, can I get in for this weekend? And she's like, yeah, for sure. So and then uh ended up racing Anaheim one. So oh, it's definitely crazy and yeah. I, that's why my first results weren't too yeah. nothing to be uh proud of, but I was really just trying to ease back into it and uh get back into things. So but yeah, it's for eighteen. Yeah. Definitely ain't gonna say no because last year at it was kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, be honest with you, I've told people the last probably three or four years that I was done. So <laughs> now I never say anything. I'm like, well, uh-huh. we'll just see what happens and and go from there. But um, I definitely enjoy it. I definitely like it, and uh, I still feel like I can do it. It's just right. trying to outweigh things, and if, it depends if anything else pops up that I might enjoy and want to do, and to step away, you know. So. Right. Um, oh no, it's tough. It's tough to figure out for sure. We we had I did one of these with the uh, Race Tech Suspension uh, Privateer Island Life Pods with Dusty Pipes last week, and we were talking like, okay, look, the payout can be better, one hundred percent. I scream and yell about that on Pulp Mex every week. It seems like, but having said that, if you're in the four fifty class and and you know peak Cody Gilmore, not not Anaheim one Cody Gilmore last week or last year. But, you know, Cody Gilmore, uh, main event guy slash, you know, top five LCQ guy. Look, the first six rounds, uh, you're making, you know, 1500 a week, right? $2,000 a week if you make 20th in the main. Like, you can make some money at this. Not enough, and it needs to be more, but there is money to be made if you can, you know, be yourself and ride as well as you can. 
And yeah. I, I think people yeah. don't. I don't think I mean, people understand that necessarily. Yeah, it's it's tough. I I think, you know, like you definitely always want more, and um, it could be better. I, I mean, I feel like just even if you ain't gonna raise the purse or something, maybe three entries would be nice, just because if you want to sign up for the first five rounds, yeah. you know what I mean. Yep. There's a thousand bucks right there. Yep. So. So that's that's kind of tough, but at the same time, if you're making a 450 night show, you're going to make a thousand dollars. Right. So, so if you can get a few sponsors to cover some entry fees, if you can make it through the off season of paying 70 bucks a day to practice on the Supercross track in California, mm-hmm. once the series starts going, then you're good. As long as you're making night shows, you're good. So. Yep. Um. I don't know. I've been doing. I've been in 450 class. I think since 2011 now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's never. It's just always getting into the season is what's hard for me. But once, once uh, you're into it, it pretty much costs you a thousand bucks to get to the next round. So that's if one year I drove a motorhome to all the rounds. Oh, yeah, and what fuel, and then saving money on hotels or flights. It's going to cost you a thousand bucks. Except for maybe the California rounds. Yep. And then uh, if you're flying every weekend and paying Ted Parks to haul your bike or something, yeah. um, it's still going to cost you a thousand bucks. So, you know, you can pretty much you can break even, and that's if you're doing everything on your own dollar, which I've right. done yep. many times. Mm-hmm. Or if you get some sponsors to start covering, yeah, yeah. you know, an entry fee here or there, or give you a bonus for making a main or something. Mm-hmm. You start making some mains, that's when people want to give you some bonuses and this and that. And right. you're, then you're doing good, you know. So, um, yeah, oh, it's not. It's, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not just the end of the world. These like guys like you that. Seven deuce deuce pipes, you know, like you guys can make some money. It's not, yeah, it's not what you need. You deserve more. Uh, you're great riders. If you make the main event, you're an amazing rider, and that's coming from me, a guy who failed as a pro rider. So I can 100 percent vouch for that. Um, but it's not, uh, it's not that bad. It's, it's okay if no. you make the main. Yeah. And if you can, if you can get into the mains, um, then you're getting contingency and stuff too. Right. right. So that that adds up, and I think last place in the main, twenty second, twenty first. Are pretty. They're uh, like five hundred bucks less than twentieth. But if you're in twentieth and above, you're making a couple. Grand yeah, isn't sure. that? Hey, isn't that and funny then, that that jump from twenty first to twenty second? They added two guys to the main. Great job, guys! But then they didn't they didn't bump the pay up for those two spots. And I thought that was a little bit, a little bit of a low blow. But let me ask you this, Gilmore: If you're out there and things aren't going right, you're like, come on, two factory guys crash out here. Here we go. Come on, I got to get twentieth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you watch 20th and 21st place, we're always battling for sure. So <laughs> I think I remember battling a champion and a few times, and we're like, dude, I just did not want to get 21st. Yeah. And we're out there, and no guys crash, <laughs> and we just happen to be back there. And you know, like, you don't want, because it's 500 bucks. Yeah. It's a good, right. good amount. Yeah. So after that, I think it's like 50 bucks difference in yep. between right. each, each one so we definitely know it and if like i said if you watch if 21st and 20th are battling mm-hmm. they're going to battle pretty hard to the end of the race opposed to if you're in 21st and 22nd probably no one's going to care i always uh i always got to laugh because mm-hmm. late in an lcq you'll see dudes in sixth and seventh or, or seventh and eighth one guy will just t-bone the shit out of another guy and you're like look buddy it was the last lap there's 50 dollar difference there was that really worth it is that you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think that's more. That's gonna be guys who 
ain't racing every weekend or guys that you're just wondering what the heck. Right. I guess there's a few guys that will still do that, and most of us will try staying away from them to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because all the 450 dudes are kind of the same guys that have been. Yeah. They've all been there like the last five years, like Pipes, yep. Seven Deuce Deuce, Schmidt. Um, yep. Yep. It's all been the same guys for the last how many years so we pretty much know what everyone's going to do to each other <laughs> what's going to happen you know what i mean so yeah. that's when you get in the lights class and stuff gets hairy because you never know what anyone's going to do right down there you know so but yeah I, I don't know why why you'd be or if you're handy taking out ray for last place <laughs> right. or whatever it was uh, a few years ago I like think that, I don't was, know that was anger that. management issues i think with Hanny. <laughs> yeah so who knows but it's definitely always interesting the LCQs, that's for sure. Um, dude, a couple years ago you were killing it, uh, making the mains almost every week. Um, were you riding better then, or do you remember that? It was like fourteen, I think. Uh, you were riding great. Um, what was going on then? How were how? What was your yeah. program? What was your deal? I don't know. I didn't really have like a <laughs> I don't know program or anything. <laughs> I was just. Uh, I actually went into the series less than prepared again. And okay. <laughs> I think I broke my collarbone at uh, round two uh-huh. and then waited like three or four weeks. I got it plated and then came back at Atlanta and really wasn't expecting nothing. I just went in and I got, um, I missed the, I missed the main by one, whatever mm-hmm. it was in the LCQ. Yep. And then next week and I'm like, Oh man, I can do this. I did it. I made the main and out of the semi, I think, and then after that, I'm like, oh, I got this. And then I just, I guess, never really counted myself out. And I think I made all the rest of the main events except Daytona that year, right. which was like the last eight or nine. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, stuff was clicking, I guess, you know. And I thought that's, wasn't, that's what was going to happen this year, too, after I started making a few. But yep. I seem to get like fifth place in the LCQ, I think, four You're, or five oh, weekends in a row this year. So, you were, um, yeah, I don't know. You were, you that were, was going good that year. You were just short quite a bit on Pulp MX. Yeah, was... I talked to Moser way too much. Right, so right. I, I ran out of stuff to talk to him about <laughs> there four or five weekends in a row. So I'm glad he just started texting Denny or asking other people about me instead of having to talk to him, you know? I think he was just, yeah, he couldn't, he had nothing, he had nothing either to really talk to you about. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, the Teddy Parks thing, I talked to Pipes about it pretty good, and obviously Seven Deuce Deuce and, and Tyler, uh, Seven Deuce Trace, the, you know, they're, they're all doing it. They love it. You, I don't think, have ever done it. Why not? What's the pros and cons to you to uh, to doing something where Teddy Parks takes your bike and you have a you have a, you have a SoCal base and you're riding during the week and flying out? Yep. Um, well, I've, Ted Parks has helped me. Okay. Um, I think it was um, – that was last year. Last year, he ended up hauling my bike to the races, and I just paid him sing, um, for each weekend. Okay. You can do a full deal with him. Yeah. The thing that that's – but it's quite a bit of money. I can't remember, but it's in the thousands. And uh, But you get a lot out of it. You get all of his sponsors. Mm-hmm. You get race gas on the weekends. You get – you know what I mean? You yeah, get yeah. your bike hauled. You get food, which is a good deal. The thing that's, is you have to take um, – you have to use his sponsors. Yep. And I already have some, um, like all the stuff that he gives you covered okay. already. And then, and then, um, and I'm loyal to my sponsors and I'm happy with everyone I have. So I just didn't really want to, uh, 
have to switch from them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. So I have my own sponsors and all that's good. And last year I was able to, he still hold my bike for me and I was kind of on the side or oh, that's something cool. like that type yeah, yeah. deal. Wasn't part of the full team, right. which was really cool. So, and I would have been doing that this year too, but um, PRMX out of Canada they stepped up and hauled my bikes for me to the races and helped out and everything, which was awesome. They didn't end up charging me, and they sponsored me and helped me, so it was definitely an awesome deal for me right. for that. So I was able to save a little bit of money there, too. And, uh, yeah, but, no, Ted Parks is an awesome guy, and uh, I have done that route, just haven't yeah. done the full the full. Uh, I, I always, program, uh, you know? I always tell people, can you picture if Ted Parks went away? Like how many dudes would not be able to race and would not show up, and how how you might have thirty five guys line up for the night show? You know, I don't know. Yeah, you never know, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Team Gus, I was with him. He helped uh, he helped guys out a ton too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And back in two thousand nine, um, I even had Warthog taking my bikes when they had the semi. And well, if them guys go away, then you're going to see a lot of less guys at the races because it costs a bunch more. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully they can figure out a way to keep all them guys and keep everyone interested and 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 not burning them guys out. Hopefully Ted wants to keep doing it and right. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. definitely they're there for you go through the pits and they don't got much room. All the factory teams have tons of room, which I totally understand all mm-hmm. that stuff. But yeah. we have 20 guys crammed in in the same spot. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think anyone who's been to the races can see that. See that uh, that people like Ted and Gus and everyone helping helping out because they want to is pretty cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me ask you this. Like The obvious answer is pay us more money. So don't don't say that. But it's something I ask a lot of guys on this, on this show, like, what could make your life better as a privateer at the races? Like what, what pisses you off? What could, what needs to change? What would you like to see change? And I mean, and even uh, Cody, you've got a little bit of experience as a promoter. So uh, maybe there's something that way. Like, look, Prater's a good dude. Jendo's a good dude. They're trying hard. Uh, but what, what can change if you could? And, and besides just pay you guys more, which I think we all agree that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, I'm not going to say we get treated unfair by any means, but um, there's definitely definitely more favoritism towards the top guys, which I totally understand. you got to keep them happy, and no one really wants to watch me go out and race, like for the most part, or like do press day or something. You know, I might have some of my fans, but yeah. for the most part, a lot of the guys are just watching the front guys. But there's some stuff that's unfair, I feel like. Um, it kind of sucks when everyone gets to go do press day and, you know, like I've tried getting in for a few and mm-hmm. I might've got okay for one, but yeah. to get into them and, and, uh, every weekend ain't happening, but just getting extra time the day before a track definitely helps. And I don't know, it kind of sucks that all the top guys can go whenever they want and do it. And then, you know, privateer dudes, they can't. So we're, we're getting stuck having to learn the track in no time, which, Mm-hmm. that's all whatever i mean there's a lot of different little stuff i just um i can't even think of stuff off the top of my head but if if you would ask me a month or two ago when we're when we're during the season yeah. i probably could have yeah. gave you two pages full um okay <laughs> something some i asked pipes uh pros and cons to both being in seated and unseated practices like 
Remember when I wrenched for A-Ray? I don't know if you knew that, but I wrenched for A-Ray this year at a race. And by the way, it was a ton of yep. work. A-Ray's like, I want to be an unseated. I like being an unseated. I like being on top of the board. I like not having pressure about who's around me. I like being the man in the practice. And and then uh, Pipes is like, nah, seated practices are better. Uh, you can follow some dudes and, and everything else. So what about you? Where do you stand? Do, I mean, because you've been a guy in both practices. Uh, you've been a guy near the back of the pack and the seated guys, and you've been on the board number one or two or whatever and unseated. So what do you what do you what do you like? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm more on the A Ray. Um, mm-hmm. I like I I like the B practice, which. Normally, once the season starts, that's everyone who made the night show the weekend yeah. before. Yeah. But the guys who did, if you get stuck in the first, the other practice, like the first few rounds, when they don't really, don't really, I don't know how they they just split them up evenly. Um, mm-hmm. That sucks because you get some dudes that are definitely, I don't know, slower than the rest of the group, you know. And then they're getting in the way, and that sucks. But if you get in the B practice, there's still all the guys are pretty good, and. It's kind of nice getting to watch the A practice before you to kind of see what they're sure. doing, yeah, yeah. to see what jumps they're doing. That's all really nice. It just if it, the track's rutted, you want to be in the first practice because the track's yeah. going to be better. Right. Um, I don't like being in the guy's way in A practice, so I know even if I'm putting down my fast lap and Dungey comes around and he's putting in his fast lap and it's still three seconds faster than my fastest lap. Right. I'm gonna be in the, I'm gonna be in his way towards the end. And then if I have to you don't wanna you don't wanna slow them down, but you don't wanna give up your fast lap. Oh either. yeah, you're still racing. So I don't know. Yeah. If you're a slower guy in the A practice, you kinda of feel like you're in the way and you know mm-hmm. you know how that feeling is because we've been the other group, there's slower guys in that and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, you yeah. know on both. But uh then at the same time like you know, maybe your pride and everything is kind of pumped to be in the A practice for sure. So that helps a little <laughs> right, bit. Maybe right, you can right. see some guys' lines. I don't know. Do I you, think there's there's yeah. uh, pros and cons on each each way for sure. Do you follow somebody if you can't get an obstacle down? Do you follow somebody in this in the seated practice, or is that too uh, tough to do? No, maybe you'll see someone do it, but in Supercross, it's kind of hard to follow people because on 450, you can just give it a quick blip. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it changes like the whole speed. It ain't like you're going yep. a hundred foot double out in the hills right, or something right. and then you follow someone. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, you might follow someone, see what line they're taking or do something like that. But right. for the most part we can all kind of figure out how to do it or what to do. Yeah, you've been um, you've been doing it long enough where you're like, Hey, the the four guys are gonna quad this and uh Forty of us are not going to quad this or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. Right. So, and you kind of know that walking the track. And but like I said, if you're in the B practice, you can see what everyone's doing in the A practice, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I don't know. It's uh, you can, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know what I like better. It depends probably what what part of the season it is. You sound like, you sound a little bit like Pipes last week on the show. So same thing. Um, hey, uh, uh, I think though I've been I've been talking about this on one of my shows like. I don't know how to fix this, so I can't bitch too much about it. But I feel like these guys, these guys are such dicks about uh, putting up a fast lap in practice. Like, does it really matter, uh, super highly paid factory guy, 
if you go to the gate fourth or fifth or sixth, you get second pick of the heat race or third pick in your heat race. Does it really matter that you got to uh, uh, tell the guy that he's an asshole? You have to flip him off. You have to freak out because some guy who's got as much right as you is trying to put a fast lap in, um, and you got to freak out. Like these guys are dicks about it a little bit, and I don't understand it. I know it's a huge like you know dick measuring contest, um, but I feel like guys. Calm down, man. It's a it's a it's a practice where you got a lot of laps, and one guy isn't going to just ruin your life. Do you feel like that a little yeah. bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it's probably more the rest of their team that might be putting them pressure on, and they think it's the end of the world if they're in fourth place, not first. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like half a second off. But there is bonuses for fast yeah. laps, so if yeah. it's first or second. I mean, I don't remember what them guys' bonuses are, but it's in the thousands for sure. Um, so. Um, yeah, that might help a little bit, but if you if you're dungeon and you're already making a few million in the year, then right. it probably the the five or ten thousand that you get for fast lapping yeah. would be too big of a deal. But I can see I can like that's kind of the same way too. I can see both. Yeah. But I I've mean done, I saw I've been, I've been there on both yep. and I'm like it maybe it's a little more for us because 'cause we're trying to if you're trying to make the night show too, which some weekends like it couldn't even be a struggle maybe. <laughs> but <Right>. um <laughs> So you're like, man, I got to get in my fast lap. Yeah. And uh, it, when someone ruins it, it definitely does make you mad. Maybe not your. Well, sometimes they'll start stringing. You're like, all right, this is going to be my fast lap. Then someone gets in your way and ruins it. Yeah. So you're pissed, what? and then you go out the next lap, and you're already pissed. So you make a mistake <laughs> on your own. Right. And then you're really pissed. And then you go out and do go for another one, and someone gets in your way. And by that time, you're ready to kill the guy on whoever's fault it was. Yeah. And if it wasn't anyone's fault, you're going to come in and well, hit your mechanic with a T handle or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so for sure. So I can see both. I've had I've had guys in the seated practice yell at me before, flip me off. Oh, I can imagine that goes over Canada. That goes well with you. Stop and really? stopped on the track and was yelling at me because I took a slow inside line during an option section. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone was taking the, 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 mm-hmm. that line, so I rolled through it on the inside and got in his way. He was pissed. Back in 2009, I had JT money. Stop, on, stop after we were pulling off and just yell at me and let me have it one time. But he apologized the next weekend or whatever. But <laughs> so I've definitely I've I've been there. But I have yelled at people too. I think right. I did this year. I got into well, it with a uh, with a guy and say his name. But uh, so I, I've been there on both sides too on that. I guess when you're when you've raced years in a row, then you're just yeah. stuff's gonna happen, and you're gonna be on both sides. You know. I just feel like okay, like there's there, well, there's a difference. There, there's the guy going slow in the main line, and he deserves to be yelled at. I get that. But I saw yeah. like a few times guys like Clayson or or Ray or whatever they're they're in the fa- they're doing the obstacles they're quadding they're charging and yeah Millsaps or Baggett or whoever you're you're much faster than them but you can't really get mad at them they're trying super hard and they're they're in the main line to jump everything that you're jumping um, and that's when these guys get mad like I get the rolling of a in a main line and I get the swerving. Those guys, you know, like shit happens and, and that happens, and those guys probably deserve to get yelled at. And you've probably done that to people, like you said, and had it done to you. I get that, but it's the guys that are like legitimately trying to lay down a fast lap, and these dudes act like they just need to be on the track alone. I, I don't get that. Yeah, part, you know. Yeah, there's. I mean, I think that's probably just more of a spur of the moment. Like yeah. once they once they figure out, oh man, that guy was trying. I guess maybe I took it a little <laughs> bit too overboard. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. 
I mean, there's going to be slower guys in both practices, and you're going to get caught up by someone if you're faster in whatever practice you're in by someone who is slower and still trying. Like Just yeah. like I said a little bit right, ago, right, if right. I'm start up in front of them guys and I'm trying my whole lap, but there's still three seconds left faster than me, they're going to catch me by the end of their lap, you know? So, so it's just uh, – yeah, I yeah I don't see how you could get mad at someone no. for trying their hardest when they're in the main line as long as they ain't swerving and right. and blocking you. Then I guess that's just how it's going to be, you know. Um, but I don't know the time practices. There's always going to be that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, just that just goes back to the time practice deal. Is it better? Or is it yeah, worse? Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? So it's uh, you know, I I like the time practice because. I don't really like having to race during the day than race during the night. And like, you know what I mean? There's just yeah. not much more, much more work for privateer guys. And, yeah, yeah. and that are like, you know, if I go to a race the weekend alone and don't even have a mechanic or whatever, and you know, all that stuff's stressful. So, right. you know, the time practice ain't too bad, but um, you know, maybe they could change some things up to make it a little bit better, but I'm, I'm not sure. Who's a dude that you always end up racing with? Is there a privateer guy or, or a team guy that you're always like, not this dude again, like over the years, <laughs> like over the years, it doesn't have to be, you know, just not really, no, not okay. really. It's, it kind of depends on the, on the year, maybe okay. like during a year, um, maybe like five years ago, me and Horbin were always together. Oh, Horbin, like, yeah, Mike um, Horbin, right. Yeah. Yep. And he was good and he was fast and we were always like together, but we were friends and we just, you know, whatever happened, happened. Me and Pooh Sides kind of were, were together a lot a few years ago. But mm-hmm. the last few years, I can't really. Yeah, yeah. Mainly, normally, it's probably Schmidt or something. Right. Which I, don't, which I do not like being around him for the most part because he's looking back at you in the air and doing this and that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so that may be him sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's, he's cool, too, now. It's, it just depends on the year right. and, and what's, what's going on or if you've made someone mad during uh during during the season or if you block past them for some reason then you're not wanting to be around them anyways because maybe no payback's coming or something you know <laughs> uh <laughs> how's it ain't too bad how's the relationships with the with the factory guys i mean look you you're a veteran already and you know you've been around and, and hung out with some cool guys over the years and, and people like you you know you're, you're popular but how do these guys treat you? Pretty good. I mean, are some of them dicks? Uh, how how's it go? Do you, do you talk to them any of them on, on, on race day? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. friends with heck most of them. It yeah, seems yeah. Like See, I, I would think so. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, there ain't really anyone that's dicks to me. I don't. Uh, you know, some of the younger kids like Cooper and them guys, I don't really know just because sure, yeah. they're kind of out of my time. Right, um, right. But no one's really, no one's really like too cool for school. It don't seem like you know so. I'm good friends with, you know, a lot of the guys, yeah. whether who I've, you know, I grew up with Dungey, so I've been friends with him, like, my whole life. And then, say, someone like Josh Grant, I met him through Debo. Right. And I'm friends with him. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know yeah, Dino. Yeah. I like, it just, I'm pretty much friends with everyone. So, I, I don't really have too much hate for anyone, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, the factory guys are always usually cool, and they'll come up and talk to you and, you know, give you some crap here and there right. or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, for sure. For the most part, all them guys are pretty much cool to everyone. Maybe, you know, down on the line, you're kind of concentrating and stuff. But for the most part, right? You know, it's things ain't things ain't as serious as it as it really looks like. Maybe from upstairs. I mean, you've been down there and 
a lot yeah. of the guys will talk to you or do yeah, hang yeah. out. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely, really no problems with them dudes for sure. I when I was a mechanic for a while, I always tried to like like talk to the privateer mechanics and be like, hey man, if you need some parts, come, I'll hook you up. Like I'll take offs or spare stuff. Like I'm always like I know what it was like as a privateer guy, so I'll give you whatever you need. You know? Um, yep. So you always got to kind of pay it forward a little bit. Um, Race Tech suspension and engines, please check them out on the web. Pulpamex17 is the code for Race Tech. And, and Cody, you use the motors and suspension. And uh, those guys are killing it right now, man. They support a lot of guys. Alessi just won Gopher with Race Tech suspension. And, and uh, I don't got to sell you on the company at all. No, no. I've been with Race Tech um for a long time and rob brown um had his own deal before he was with race tech also and i was actually um i was with rob before that also so oh wow i didn't know um, that oh yeah so yeah yeah, you go way back (laughs) yep yeah back um probably i'm thinking maybe back in 08 07 i think was my first year getting Uh to know rob and um he did my stuff, um, my suspension and motors for me back then, and then he he switched to Race Tech, and I made the move with him. And uh, and yeah, I've been Rob's an awesome guy. He knows his stuff for sure, and his motors are awesome. So I definitely wanted to jump on board once they started doing motors, and everyone's tried getting Rob to do motors because he's yeah. always killed it with them. Right. But I think just like his move to Race Tech and everything, he had his hands full just getting everything situated there on the suspension side so it's cool that they finally started mm-hmm. doing their motors and um i yeah definitely they've done done some 250f stuff for me for my local race bike when i do stuff mm-hmm. and then um, they did my supercross bike this year and uh definitely an awesome company for sure and uh actually when i got hurt this year um I went right. I went and worked over there. I heard. I was. So, that was my next question. I hear. I hear you're an employee at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So once my neck started feeling, I actually even before like I've gotten to go in like once or twice a week during the season, like if I had an extra day mm-hmm. and go in and start tearing suspension down and learning all the pieces and parts of it. Yeah. And uh, once my neck started feeling better, I was going in every day and doing some rebuilds and doing all that stuff and just try, just. Uh, something to do and yeah. uh, it's fun to learn fun to learn different stuff and not not exactly sure where it's taken me or if i'll yeah. end up back there um this winter but i do that like i have all the tools i can do that's cool stuff at home back yeah, yeah. in nebraska now and uh and everything through race tech and they're you know like the bolt on the gold valves like you can get the kit you know mm-hmm. and do it yeah it's so, easy. uh yeah. so yeah it's cool so definitely an awesome company and chris riesenberg he's the uh I don't even know what his job title is, but marketing. He's in charge of a lot of the rider support. Um, I actually grew up with him my whole life. He's from Iowa, too, and we race. So I've known him since I was eight or nine years old, probably. So I'm I'm friends with the whole company, which is awesome. And, you know, yeah. nice. there ain't no nicer people, that's for sure. Hey, are you one of those guys, because I've talked to a few guys that are like, hey, you know, thanks, Race Tech, for the motor. Uh, just touch it up, give me a little more aggressive cam or a different, you know, high compression piston and run it, or do you like as much as they can give you? Uh, I think I like as much as they can give me for okay. the most part. Yep. Um, and, you'll, and you'll ride around I say, it? Yeah. I, say, I say, hey, I'm not going to give you any money. 
and or something like that. Or I, I have three hundred dollar budget. Do whatever you can. Make it as fast as you can. Right. But I don't have any money to spend. You know what I mean? So right. I'm more like that type of guy. So as fast as I, as fast as you can make it go for as cheap as you can make it go, then right, I'm happy. Right. Right. Yep. So. Oh, but yeah, I, I do like having the uh, power for sure. I, it can be a little snappy sometimes, but uh-huh. um, on a 450, it's just always kind of nice. Just well, the start, you know, it starts everything right. So get off the line. The starts and, definitely yeah. huge for sure. Um, maybe some coming out of like some corners for like seat bounce. Like Supercross builds their tracks weird. Um, I think the tracks could be better too. That's a whole nother yeah another thing on um whole nother thing on Supercross, but they're pretty on polish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stuff's just kind of weird and dangerous, which not everyone's going to like everything all the time anyways. You know what I mean? But um, there's definitely some questionable things sometimes. But um, just like the seat bounce, triple things, like with a really small lip out of the corner, yeah, like yeah. you kind of need that power to like yep. pull your front end up and stuff. So I definitely – I'm not the guy that's saying, hey, slow this thing down, make it smoother. I need to be able to ride it. I like mm-hmm. I like having the power for sure. And I've – Ever since I was younger, like when I was 15, 14, I was riding 252 strokes, and I was just always better on like a faster, more mm-hmm. powerful machine. So I've always just got along with that better, you know? Nothing is uh, nothing is scarier to me for Supercross. Never mind whoops, never mind triples. On, off with no lip. And you're just like, yeah, I got to send it off this on, off. And I got I to gotta get power, and I got to compress the suspension, and then pray to Jesus that I get over this thing. I hate them things. So <laughs> I absolutely hate them, and I, that's what I broke my jaw on last year. Yeah. On an on-off. Yeah. So I went off. I didn't get the height I needed to, and it was kind of like it was the first heat, and in practice, like them on-offs, they get a little lip on the end of them sometimes yep. just from so many bikes going. It's like a little right. kicker, Yep. and you can use it to kind of get you over. Well, in the heat race, they completely smooth it out, so I went to hit it the same you know, just kind of like mental error, which it was my fault. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I hate these things because it just drove me straight off instead mm-hmm. of getting a little bit of height like I was used to. Right. And a few guys ended up even crashing on that thing and shoved my face into the ground and broke my jaw. But, yeah, I'm not a fan. Right. And I don't really – like, everyone goes for them. They're dangerous. So might as well just put a little lip on the end Why anyway because yeah. everyone's going to do the same thing. And – yeah, I don't know. I guess some of them are kind of cool. If I, I think if it's like a table, 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 mm-hmm. like that was a cool multiple yep. in a row. Yep, you can leave like no lip on the end because you can still like pull your front end high and kind of yep. case into the next one. But sure. it's when it's like a steep landing, and just one of them, I think that it'd definitely be nice to have a lip on them. But I don't know. Someone like Reedy or someone might say they love them and want to keep them. Right. You know what I yeah, mean, or not not just him, but someone. Yep someone's gonna like them so but yeah i agree with you there i i was definitely that was like the biggest thing coming into this season i'm like man i just don't want to hit any step on step off (laughs) (laughs) you know so but yeah it's definitely different parts of the track that could definitely be uh definitely be thought of a little bit better i think for sure um did you take the uh you put a spring conversion kit on your cowie forks from race i did yeah i Just, did i was man i was i was i was sold on like air fork mm-hmm. um i liked them at first um 
I just, I was always got along with them. And I think like when people would call in and worry about it, like I was one of the guys that'd say, Hey, well, <laughs> you know, some guys might not like them, but like guys like Gilmore, he does like the Air Force, you know? And, uh, which like I really did. I did like the Air Force and I was like, I'd have battles with people around here. Like, uh-huh. Through text saying, ah, oh, you're full of crap, you know, the mm-hmm. spring, that ain't that much better. Yeah. And uh, this year, I just wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much, the springs are so much better, like, over little bumps and stuff like that, where it'll soak up the stuff. And uh, it definitely, it definitely was worth it for me um, to switch over, but mm-hmm. I didn't really want to tell any of my friends that so I told them that the air forks are the best thing. I kind of kept it quiet for a little bit, Right. but, uh, the spring conversion, it's, it's an awesome deal. It, it's so easy to like throw into like, you know, it's just a drop in whole cartridge and spring. So yeah. it's pretty cool how they come up with that. But, um, yeah, I think that, I think, uh, for the most part, the the local rider will will be able to tell a difference where I figured, you know, it might be more of a pro guy who like yeah. who's picky with the setup. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's the people that don't like air forks is because they feel so harsh. Um, just the initial part of the stroke. Yep. Um, it kind of makes your front end feel a little bit weird. Um, then that's when people can tell can tell a big difference in the the spring conversion you know yep, yep. so I, i'm interested to see if like all the manufacturers are going to go back to spring forks yeah. or some of them it, it's it's looking like they're, they're going to start going back yeah honda has and suzuki is for 18 so yeah i, I agree yamaha's never switched you know so yeah I, th- yep. I think so and i think for the air forks too like in supercross you get it's it's a lot a lot closer uh a lot closer decision, or I don't even know how to call it, but it, it ain't as big a difference for Supercross as yeah. it would be for outdoors. Yeah, because you're spring just, conversion for you're, you're that's just, why I switched to it too. I'm like for Daytona, it's going to be so much better, mm-hmm. and uh, for outdoors when I when I race, like I just normally do a lot of local races and money races back home, and I'm like, you know, for all that stuff, the spring conversion is going to be so yep. much better. So I might as well switch to it now. And I like get sick of checking air pressures during the day during supercross. <laughs> right? Yeah, because um, on the Cali forks, there's three spots where you got to check them. Right. And uh, so yeah, yeah, I just kind of got sick of that, and I knew like it was going to help so much better for for outdoors that you might as well might as well make the switch because most supercross tracks are pretty smooth anyways, and the 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 air forks have kind of a stiffer, sticky feeling to them, so it ain't it ain't all terrible. You know, but definitely uh, for outdoors and stuff, the springs where it's at for sure. Uh, all right. Well, hey, Cody, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you'll be back at the races in 18, so I'll see you at Supercross is for sure. I didn't want to hear it. I know you'll be there, like you said. <laughs> You've said the same thing for I'll, for a while now, so I know you'll be there. Yeah, I have been saying the same thing. So but You'll be there. Like I said, I'll be at one of them. Even if, if I'm not racing, that means something else came up that I'm – that I'm happy to be a part of, but either way, I'm going to be at the races. I'm not going to take a job back home and doing nothing. Um, I want to be at the races. I'm one of the guys who actually a lot, some guys might, you know, might tell you, I hate all the industry people. They suck. You know, the riders are idiots. I hate being at the races. I hate traveling. Yeah. I'm like the opposite. Like all my friends are at the races. Um, I enjoy traveling. That's my favorite part of the supercross stuff. Um, mm-hmm. 
I like going to different cities. I like going out Saturday night after the race. Yeah, to you different, do. Yeah, you to do. different places. I like going to the bars. I like going. I like going and checking out all the stuff, and that's my favorite part is being gone, mm-hmm. checking that stuff out. So, either way, I'll be at the races. But I mean, I'll be. It ain't my last race by any means. So last year, strict uh, my gear company from up in Canada and mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Chris from Race Tech. They're texting me. They're like, are you racing next year? Because we want to throw a retirement party for you in Vegas. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I said we better not do that yet. Yeah, Let's yeah. not do that. Good, good. So, good <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll, I'll be back one way or the other for sure. Good to hear. Uh, thanks for your time on the Race Tech uh, Suspension and Engine Privateer Island Life podcast. Appreciate it. Love getting uh, – Love talking to guys like you and getting the story behind the stories and, and everything else. And uh, yeah, man, we'll we'll see you next year. But uh, thanks for your time, Cody. Appreciate it, man. All right, cool. Yeah, I'd say see you at Millville, but uh, yeah. sounds like you ain't going. So yeah. we'll we'll see you, we'll see you around some other time. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, dude. See ya.